What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming back with another episode of the RMR podcast today, joined by special guest Luis Calderon of Flower and Leaf. How you doing today, Luis? Good. How you doing today, Mitch? Man, I'm doing all right, bro. I'm doing all right. You know, before we get into talking about, you know, L.A., the cannabis, California cannabis, uh, you know, I, I start every episode off with our guest origin story around the plant, the plant being cannabis, man. So just kind of curious when, when you and cannabis uh, began your relationship together, man. Man, I don't know if I'm proud to say this, but it started a while ago. I was about 13 years old, man, when I first started partaking, smoking cannabis. And that's when it all started, bro. Yeah, about 13. Started getting a little more serious growing and stuff. I want to say around 16, 17. When did you uh when did you want to like get into the industry or the you know the the whether it was medical or the rec rec side? When when did you start getting into the, the legal side of cannabis? The legal side, not too long. I wanna say about 2017, 2018. That's when we started the process, the application process. That's when I found the opportunity to take a step into the legal market. And then in Flower and Leafs, obviously, you know, on a, a, a social equity uh, owned company, man, how did that process start? Man, it was a long process, man. It was not easy. We started applying 2017. Uh, it was kind of dragging along. Then COVID hit, made it even worse. Uh, yeah. And then after that, the whole process of just getting picked as one of the hundred licenses that year, it was kind of a, a gamble, you know, we weren't for sure guaranteed a license, but here we are. Absolutely, man. And, and, and obviously being in the, the area you guys are at, it's, it's super competitive market um and, and coming online that that late right where people are already built out their brands and everything like that right it, it pre presents another challenge to not just come into the market and get that license but then come in and get into the market once once now now you're competing with people that had a little jump started and creating that brand awareness what has it been like kind of building within the local community and and, and getting the word out there about the dispensary what does what that process look like for you guys so the cool thing is a lot of people did have a head start, but when it comes to the area we are in, we're in South Central Los Angeles here in the heart and soul. Um, this area is more used to the black market dispensaries, the so-called trap shops. So that kind of gave us uh, an opportunity to come out here and educate people and get them used to buying on the legal market. So I'd like to think we're one of the few that started out here. A lot of shops are making their way out here now. Catalyst has a couple out here, Cure Company. But they're not like us. We're small mom and pop shop owned, social equity. Uh, but yeah, man, we're here trying to make an impact on the community. At first, they were a little iffy. But once we broke the ice, I feel like they've opened us with uh, taking us in with open arms. And, and with that battling the trap shops, you know, which is I always tell people like, you know, there's a few it presents itself in quite a few markets. But L.A. is, is one of the most hyper competitive. New York is probably going to be L.A. 2.0 in, in terms of this particular uh, uh, battle. But obviously you have, you know, shops that aren't paying taxes. So the product's a lot lower. A lot of us mo most likely, you know, yourself, myself, we come from that side of the market. So it's not like ever wanting to shame or battle what, what where we came from and what built this industry, but trying to yeah. operate by the book and pay taxes kind of presents some unique challenges. And especially that consumer that's 
that they don't care. They've been buying cannabis illegally. They don't necessarily care. Um, what do you think you guys have to offer in terms of, you know, selection, um, you know, tested for compliant product? Well, what do you guys have to offer? You feel like that the, the black market shops, you know, might not necessarily have. I was kind of forced to compete with the black market pricing. I literally have a trap shop right across the street from me. So to anyone that is scared to make the leap on over, um, Pricing wise, bro, we have something for everything, whether you're on a budget, whether you want to splurge. We have eights as low as $15, bro. That's out the door, including tax. Mm. So what I would say to everyone is might be a little different than what you're used to, but change isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes it can be a good thing. And in this case, you have peace of mind buying a product that's tested. Um, you know where it's coming from. You know what strain it is. It's not that usual trap life where same strain and five different jars with five different names. You know, you know how it goes. But yeah, man, I'd say come on in and check us out. I'm sure you won't leave here empty-handed. Absolutely. What what are some of the the most requested brands at the shop over there? At the moment, Hotbox is a big brand, um, Big Tree, they're from up north Sacramento area, West Coast Trees, uh, Elyon, they're from Santa Rosa area, uh, West Coast Cure does well, mm, what else, what else, I want to say CBX every now and then, you know those little people that come in for those top shelf exclusive brands, I like to call them, uh, Balam, yeah, a couple more though. Yeah, dab woods when it comes to vaping. But yeah, flower all oh, delighted. Also, delighted and preferred gardens. Okay. Delighted and preferred gardens has been killing it down here. Can never get enough of their stuff. But yeah, people love the quality at the price point, bro. Um, people come in. Like I said, it's a little different. They're not used to it being so bright and clean. They're used to that dark setting where you can't really see much. So they get a little scared, but come on in. We all treat everyone in here like family. We're a very family-oriented shop. Um, but yeah, man. And, and when you're and when you're bringing up, you know, some of those Elyon, you know, Hot Box, Big Tree, a lot of those guys are the you know line into that more value play, right? It's not necessarily the the, the hype, the Alien Labs, the Blem, you know, the CBX, right? It's not the super expensive luxury elite type thing that a lot of people kind of drool over and think that like runs the California market, which obviously they have good brand presence. There's a lot of consumer groups for that, but the majority of people at the end of the day are trying to get the bang for the buck. You know what I mean? The most THC and the most weed for the, for the <laughs> best price. Um, do you feel like your, your, your consumers are more kind of more accustomed to shopping by strain or shopping by THC percentage? I would say out here, speaking for my area, South Central, they're definitely shopping off a THC percentage. Like I said, we are here to educate, so we're slowly steering them away from that, you know, telling them there's a lot more than just the THC, all the cannabinoids, the, the terpene profile, but it's a work in progress. Um, like you said, a lot of people drool over those top shelf brands, but Let's be real. I have customers that come in here once every day, sometimes three times a day. It's not it's not uh, feasible. It's not affordable to buy that every day, you know. So for the people who are scared to buy some of these budget brands, they might not look as pretty, 
but they get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody, you're getting repeat customers, I'm sure. So whoever's buying it is happy with it. For sure. For sure, man. I mean, our value stuff flies off the shelf, man. We definitely uh, push that a lot more. But we do have uh, other high-end brands for those that are seeking a different experience, you know? You feel like most customers come in kind of are, are, are hip to like what brand or brands they're willing to look at? Or do you feel like they're kind of open to, to being guided to show them something new? I'd say 80-20, 80% are coming in here uh, with an open mind, just looking for good buds, you know, at whatever price point they can afford that day. The other 20%, they'll come in here with a specific brand or strain in mind. What are some of those strains that you feel like people are coming in that, you know, they're kind of consistently popping up that people are looking for? Surprisingly, a lot of the old school strains, man, like Blue Dream, um, Chem Dog. I've had people asking for lamb's bread in here. Um, a lot of OG Kush, Gorilla Glue. Uh, this area, you know, Runts and Lemon Cherry Gelato, the RS11s are very popular at the moment. A lot of those uh, strains. What uh what what strains are you personally smoking on right now? I'm uh right now I'm smoking a new new brand we just recently brought in called High 90s. Okay. They are a little on the more expensive side, but I can't vouch for their quality, man. I'm smoking on their strawberry mochi at the moment. Okay. But I'm a sucker for OG Kush. I'm always smoking OGs, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's my favorite. My favorite thing about California. You know, I live in I live in Washington, and uh, the OG is not as prevalent in the, in this market as California. You know, the birthplace of the OG is Cali, um, and that's always like a big for me personally. I'm like, man, there's not a lot of OG Kush up here. We do have Ghost, who did Ghost OG. He does live in this market, but he does more concentrates. And I'm not a content. I'm not a content. I'm more of a flower guy. So it's like we don't have a lot of solid OG flower out here. It's like it's it's a shame, bro. It's truly a shame. Yeah, hopefully some of these brands can make it up there, man. Or one of these growers goes up there, starts working with some of the brands up there. I am jealous about all the exotic perps you guys have up north, though. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely are getting getting into the up here. You know, the the, the perps, man. We used to go crazy with the you know the U Dub perp. You know that came from out here, and uh, yes, sir. You know, the, the story was it came out of the U Dub medical grow. I don't know if that shit's real or not. Maybe uh -huh. maybe it's not. But I remember I remember back in the day being like, "Yo, this is U Dub. This this was grown in a lab, man." <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> Who knows if it was true, man? I don't know. It's probably just grown in a trap house somewhere. But uh, hey, who knows, man? It's it's sold. It's sold volume. And that's the thing, you know, that color, right? Like out, out in this market, I mean, everywhere bag appeal matters. But in Washington specifically, you know, bag appeal is huge. And that's one of the things that OG doesn't really do out here because like the, the mm -hmm. bag appeal on OG isn't that great. Sometimes the THC, yeah. it's not that great. But real smokers, um Real smokers love OG, man. It, I don't care. For me, sub 20% THC looks kind of yellowy in the jar. I don't give it. If, it, if somebody's going to say this is the, the, the real deal, that's what I want, man. That's as soon I as that piney, earthy, gassy smell hits the nostrils, you know what's up. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> man. I don't care about any of the other things. That's all yeah. I care about, man, that, that flavor profile. No, uh, yeah, man. That, that THC percentage is only, I tell everyone, a piece of the puzzle, you know? piece of the puzzle i tell everyone i'm pretty young but even back in the day i like to say back in my day 
as long as it was testing 20% and up, I was happy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, with, with that THC percentage, you know, I know you said that's a big part of, of consumers and you're slowly turning people. What's usually you feel like that process, like someone's coming in, there looking for THC. You're essentially telling them, yo, it doesn't matter the way you think it. And yeah. Is that just going in one ear and out the other? Or you feel like people are kind of like receptive to it. Some people come in with an open mind. Others are a little more stubborn, the harder to get through to. But if they trust us, because every single bud tender in here smokes, we're all very familiar with the products. Uh, we're all daily smokers. So if they can take our word for it, I mean, I feel like we know what we're talking about. You know, we've all been doing this for a while. Um, so the way that goes is I'll, I'll try to show them something, you know, that's testing a little low, but looks crazy. And then I'll show them, for example, something that's testing super high, but doesn't look that good. You know, I'm like, you see here, like THC isn't everything. Just look at this button and look at that. I know you can tell based off of appearance, so-called bag appeal. Mm -hmm which one are the better buds you know that's a good that's a good way to do it just showcase them right there yeah man and some people are probably still i'm sure like man i don't give a fuck just give me that one with the high number and sometimes it makes my life easier you know i don't have to go back and forth uh, plead my case i'm like all right you want something testing high here you go but if you ever want to find out more about this plant that's a lot more than thc Kind of pisses me off when people shop off of THC because this plant has so much more to offer. But, but um, yeah, it's an everyday battle. But we're here, we're here to stay, and we're here to educate everybody, bro. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's the the THC one is is difficult, you know. And 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 right now, you know, California is getting a lot of conversation in the cannabis space for. You know, we were talking about a little bit before we went on, right? I think everything goes in cycles up and down. Right now, California itself seems to be in a, in a down market. Do you feel like the just the mindset and the attitude of the brands out there, you feel like people are kind of hungry, excited? Do you feel like people are kind of wrapped up in the doom and gloom? What, what's what's the temperature like on the street down there? Um, Right now, you can tell everyone's kind of just trying to stay afloat. But when you're working in something you're passionate about and love, I feel like we're always excited, you know, even in the bad times, we're always looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. Instead of looking at the glass half empty, we look at it half full, you know, because we know it's a, it's a roller coaster, man. The good times come, but they don't last forever, you know. 100%, man. And that's, you know, the cannabis community, I feel like a lot of people in this industry it's something directly rooted to a purpose or a passion of theirs. Right. And so there is, like you said, even in the bad times, there still is like people just have a lot of love for this. You know, there's a lot of people are willing to put up with a lot of shit just to be man, dude with these, let alone the taxes, but now the market is suffering, you know, we're really hanging in there, bro. And, and how difficult can that be? Like as a, you know, as a dispensary, right? Like, you guys have a customer base. You're trying to keep prices consistent. You're trying to keep consistent experience, whether it's quality, whether it's prices. Like that's that's the goal of anyone in cannabis. Obviously, it's difficult because it's a plant, and some batches are going to be a little bit better. Some are going to be a little worse. Even the best growers in the world, they're going to have the ones like this is the one, or hey, this is just a little bit, a little bit less, not bad, but a little bit less. You know, it's it's kind of inconsistent. But right now, we're also going through these price price fluctuations which obviously makes your guys' job difficult because then things are trying to change. How, how well do you feel like consumers are kind of receptive to the understanding like, hey, this is 
there's some economics at play that are outside of some <laughs> people's control. Do you feel like they're receptive to that or it's really like a, you know what I mean? It makes it real difficult. I feel like they're pretty receptive to it. On my end, I do a lot of the buying for our dispensary. I wear a lot of hats over here. So I feel like a lot of that rests on my shoulder um, to provide variety and options for them. You know, variety and options. If one batch that they like isn't as good as it used to be, I'm sure I can find them something else on my shelf that's just as good, if not better, at a similar price point. But I feel like they're pretty receptive. Um, one thing I love about our dispensaries. We have a lot of returning patients, a lot of regulars. So it's like we're all family. It's like a homie walking through the door instead of a customer, you know? They're yeah. kind of like, all right, what, what do you got for me today, you know? And with that, too, on, on that note, right, like it was talked about a lot on this podcast and the, just in the industry in general, like, you know, us daily smokers, longtime smokers, we're always going to have our staples you know, the things that we're going to reach for, keep in rotation, but we're also like never ending the search for like what's new, right? Like yeah, it comes in there. What do you have that I have not seen before? And you feel like those customers are, I mean, they, they, they're coming in and they're looking to get put on, show me something new. What, what is, what does that process usually look like? And are they, is they coming in, like you said, coming in, Hey, I have X amount of dollars. What is something you can show me that I haven't seen? Um, or is it kind of like, I just want this strain, you know, I, I like this strain. What, what, what do you got in that, in that variety? I want to say it's more, they have X amount of dollars. They're looking for a certain type of effect, certain type of high. And then we kind of just go from there. I mean, luckily being an everyday smoker, you kind of know what different effects each strain has. And then working here every day, Whatever strains you're not familiar with, you do a lot of research on, you know. But yeah, man, um, people are always looking for the next best thing, the next, uh, the next uh, diamond in the rough, if you want to call it, you know. Um, but yeah, man, we 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 do a good job of showing everybody the newest products on the market, what's hot, what's not. That's a difference. I think that separates us a lot from other dispensaries. We're not just trying to push what's sitting on the shelf. We're actually trying to give the patients what they're asking for and what they're looking for. Yeah, no, no, no that, that, that's a that's a great approach. Um, and, and again, you know, we see that with with the with the customers, man. You you you're looking for the new, and but you also have some preferences within that, right? Like I know for me, sure. as a customer, like I said, I got my staples. I'm always looking for a better iteration of some of those staples, and I'm always <laughs> looking for a completely new iteration. Um, but I also know there's certain flavors that I don't like, right? Like I'm like, hey, put me on, but like also I'm gonna give, I'm gonna provide some some guardrails because there's some some things, some strains, some flavors that I I'm just not a fan of. Um, how how much do you feel like when a customer comes in and is trying to buy a product at a certain price, like in terms of not upselling them for the sake of of upping their basket size for you guys making more money, but putting them on to like the next level? Do you feel like people are kind of willing to go $5 up, $10 up? Uh, what, what's that ceiling in terms of like, hey, I come in here and I want to buy something at 30 or 35. How far do you feel like they're willing to go for something they still perceive as a value? Is it five bucks, 10 bucks, or are they pretty set what they're coming in with? I actually like that question. I actually, that I deal with that pretty often. Like I said, we have customers that come in here daily, multiple times a day. They'll be maybe stuck on a certain shelf. And they're maybe not getting as high, building up a tolerance to that quality of bud. 
So I'll be like, hey, if you if you're not it's not hitting the same, you know, let's try something new. Let's try something a little better. Let's move up. But depending on what they see and what they like, if I have the type of bud they're looking for, they they'll go up a, a decent amount, bro. 10, 20 bucks, even 30 bucks. So they're they've been pretty open. I'm thankful for the patients that have uh trusted us and taken our recommendations. I think it's worked out well. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, you know, I used to get the brick, you know, the brick weed, sixty dollars <laughs> ounce back in the day, because you, yeah, you, know, you know, you sell, you sell, you sell three, three eighths, and you made like sixty bucks, and you use roll hella blunts for a couple of days, but then, you know, the moment I bought some good weed, I was like, fuck, man, I just got to figure out how to, pay, <laughs> how I can afford this weed, because I, I'm not going back the, the other direction, man. I'll smoke less and pay more. But I can't smoke bullshit anymore. It's got nah, yeah, it's definitely like a double-edged sword. Once you do move up and spend a little more, because it's you know it's hard to buy that every day, you know. But that's why I tell everybody whenever you're treating yourself, celebrating something. At the end of the day, I know a lot of people use it recreationally, but you can use it uh, time and place for everything. You know, you don't always need to smoke something expensive on the daily. What, what do you see that brands do that's effective, at, whether it's marketing on their own or kind of working through you guys to to introduce consumers to their products and educate them around their products that aren't just leaving it in your guys' hands to speak for that? What do you feel like some of the brands are doing on, on their own side? Um, well, if they're not, because, you know, marketing is a little tough in our industry. If they're not able to do much marketing, whenever they have a presence in the store during a patient appreciation day, they usually send somebody in very knowledgeable about the strains, the brand. They always help us. We work as a team, you know, to because it's one thing when I'm telling them about the product. But when there's someone here representing the whole brand, I feel like they listen just a little more. You know, hmm. it gives them that extra little push to to push them over the line and pull the trigger, you know. Yes, there's not Luis hitting me with the same shit he's hitting me with every week, right? It's, it's someone new putting <laughs> exactly, bro. They're like a fresh set of eyes, different perspective, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you know, it's it's a unique thing trying to educate the consumer. Like we said, there's a couple of different things we talked about on this. It's it's hard, right? People, I think people are thirsty for that knowledge. They're thirsty for new stuff. They're thirsty to learn. Mm-hmm. But we also are creatures of habits. And, and sure. I think we've all we've all been in, the, you know, whether it's predating legal cannabis or in legal cannabis, we've all bought some shit and been unhappy with our, friend, you know, <laughs> felt like we got sold, man, you know. Definitely. And it's crazy to see how far we've come back in the day. You used to hit up your guy and he pulled up. You took whatever he he had, you know. Now we have options. We're a little spoiled, you know. So it's a little more difficult for sure when you have so many options. And I, I used to hate this back in the day when I was like, you know, shopping around for packs and stuff. I, I used to complain about this early 2000s. And there's like everybody, you know, we didn't really say much on the phone or, uh, you know, early text. Right. We didn't really say much, but always was like, yo, it's fire. And you're like, is it really like before I make this drive and go pull this money out the shoebox or whatever, you know, like yeah. is it really and they always oh, fire. And then as soon as you walk in the door, they're always like. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, they immediately start backtracking. Whatever they were selling you before was this fire that you have to come see. They're like, yeah, it's not, you know, it's it, it, it's, it's a good deal, though, or something like, bro, <laughs> the only reason I drove here is because. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, the good old days, the good old days, I like to call them. 
getting sold. And I was like, you still see that nowadays, right? Where everybody got the best, everybody. But then when you really start peeling shit back at the end of the day, the, the plant's going to speak for itself. You know what I mean? For it doesn't, sure. doesn't matter the color of the mylar or who's speaking on it. You know, once you get home and crack open the bag, it's, it's that consumer and, the, and what's in it, you know? Um, and, and is that something you see even still like, right? Like with, with customers, it doesn't really matter the brand as long as they're happy with what's in that bag. That's how you, that's how you build a customer for life. For sure. Definitely. Especially out here in South Central, like I said, they're not as used to the legal side of things. So yeah, as long as it looks good, they, it's, I hate to say it for the brands that put a lot of time and effort in the packaging. But like you said, sometimes the bud just speaks for itself. Whatever brand it is, doesn't really matter at that point for some patients. Yeah, packaging might help get it off the shelf, but they're not coming back for it unless what's in it. Exactly, bro. Exactly. And a lot of times, you know, people will have sick ass packaging, but the butt will be mediocre, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as long as, hey, as long as they got a mediocre price, then it's, then it's all right. <laughs> it's exactly, all right. man. We can work with that. As long as uh, I don't mind buying it again at the price point, I, I guess they might come back for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something like, you know, I try and tell everyone, right? Because like being in the industry, like people like ourselves, we price, you know, smoke, a, really, like you said, spoiled, smoke a lot of the, the best of the best, a lot of the top tier. Um, but that's what we seek. A lot of a lot of customers that buy mids, it's they're happy with it. You know what I mean? And like, definitely it doesn't matter if it's a sneaker, if it's a water brand food, it doesn't matter if somebody's buying something and is happy with what they're getting. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? That's to each their matters. own, brother. To each their own. You know, we don't all have to break the bank to be happy. Some people are happier with with uh, whatever they purchase on the daily. You know, like you said. Um, with, with getting kind of repeat customers and working with them, is that something that you feel like kind of spurns word of mouth marketing? Are you guys using email or SMS over there? How are you kind of tapping into that existing market? Right now. Word of mouth is definitely the biggest uh, way we get around to other new patients, you know. Um, but Instagram's kind of fucked, you know. They're always taking posts down. Can't do much on there. I know Twitter just did something where they're going to allow cannabis companies and retailers to advertise on there. I'm not sure the rules and regulations Twitter set so far, but... We are working on text messaging because um, I I feel like, you know, especially out here, everyone's used to text blast. That's been around forever, you know, since yeah. the black market. So I feel like that's the most traditional, easiest way to get to people. So I feel like that's what's next. We're kind of slacking in that area, but it's coming. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. And yeah, the tech, the tech's been around for a while. And then too, like weed maps too, you know, that's a big part of, you know, I try weed maps helps. They're just expensive, dude. Yeah. God damn. You know, I'm like, I hope no one from weed maps is listening to this, but I'm somebody else come leafly, get a little bigger, help us <laughs> out. <laughs> no, yeah, man. Weed maps, they do a lot of great things, bro. But I feel like, um, there's always someone that can do it better. Or there's always room for improvement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the cost is high, but that California consumer, right? Like even before weed was legal, if you were in Cali and you're looking for weed, everyone was like, yo, just look on weed maps, bro. Literally. Yeah. Even back in the day, you could find whatever you needed on there. So yeah, man, they have their footprint 
deep in the roots of California for sure. And you feel like our, our, our customers finding you guys off their platform right now? Definitely. They help. They help for sure, bro. Yeah. In terms of marketing, they're one of the few avenues we have. So I am grateful for them helping us out. You Do you notice customers that really like, you know, products, right? Like I'm very rare, like me personally, and I know I'm not every customer. I very rarely buy halves or ounces, even if I really like a strain. Because like what we were talking about earlier, the consistency. Some batches are the ones, some mm -hmm. aren't, right? So like mm -hmm. I personally hate. Even if I got the money, I'd rather buy a couple different Ace rather than buy a whole half on one different strain. Do you feel like that's true for, for mo most customers or do you see customers kind of fall in love with the strain and then they're coming in trying to buy it in bulk? Definitely people fall in love with certain strains. I do have customers that prefer variety. I am one of those as well. I don't like to smoke the same thing all the time. But for those who come in daily, I've pushed to them like, yo, like, you're buying an eighth a day, buy it in bigger quantity. You'll save some cash, save some gas money, save yourself time, you know. But in my area, bulk is king, bro. Bulk is king, seven grams, 14 grams, 28 grams. People are always looking for bulk, the best deals for bulk. And when it comes to quality, you get a little bit of a price cut when you buy in bulk. So mm. I feel like that helps people who wouldn't normally buy like a $60 eighth, $50 eighth, $40 eighth. If we have that available in bulk, they get a bit of a price cut and it, it kind of encourages them more to, to try that, you know, to try that new strain, new brand. Yeah. There's that, that perceived value at the end of the day, we all want to, we all want to get a value. You know what I mean? And, and for sure, for sure. I'm super picky. It sucks when you're dealing with picky customers, but hey, when you're on the other side, you would want <laughs> the same customer service, you know? You, at the end of the day, we all just want to leave out the door happy, and we want the patients to leave here happy. We do our best to do that no matter who uh, butt tends or helps our patients. We take pride in our customer service for sure here at Flower and Leaf. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So, you know, for people out there that, 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 that want some more info, man, where, where can they find y'all at? Man, we're right here, the heart of South Central, 1524 Florence Avenue, in between Western and Normandy. Between <laughs> Western and Normandy, Flower and Leap Dispensary, South Central Los Angeles. Well, Luis, man, is there anything else I, I can get you to plug before we get you up out of here, man? Nah, man, I just appreciate you guys for having me on here. Shout out, respect my region. If you guys haven't tried their products, they have some nice flower in Cali. I know you guys just hit Washington. Go try it out, everybody. And we out here, man, trying try to spread good weed all over the place, man. That's the goal at, at a good price, you know what I mean? So, Luis Calderon, Flower and Leaf, man, really appreciate you hopping on. This is the RMR Podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. is right over there under, underneath Luis's head, man. Make sure you hit that. Leave a comment. Even if it's hate, man, we could take it. Leave it. If you're listening to Spotify, Apple, make sure to favorite star. Listen to new episodes. we got new content coming every week. Appreciate y'all tapping in.